Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Hi there. I want to tell you about my webinars that are going to be coming up every month. I want you to check out my website and see what this month's webinar topic is and sign up. The format is going to be the same every month, even though the topics are going to change. It's going to be a huge variety of career-related topics. I'm going to give you a deep dive into content about that topic for about 30 minutes, and then you're going to have a chance for 30 minutes of Q&A in the chat box while I'm, I'm teaching you. You can ask me a question, and then if you're really brave, and I hope you will be, you can be volunteered to coach live on that month's topic. So you can raise your hand and I'll coach you. I want to give you that URL so that you can go to my website, see what the next topic is and sign up. So go to http colon backslash backslash. Nope. So go to my website at exclusivecareercoaching.com forward slash webinar sign up see what this month's topic is, see when and, and, and what time it is, sign up and, uh, and get in there and participate with me. I look forward to having you there. Thanks. Hi there. How is everybody doing? How are you in your job search and your career management? I hope you're doing great. Um, I want to talk today about, it may not be your dream job, but... So really want to think about both some bridge strategies and kind of strategies for getting your foot in the door and kind of how to think about this as well. So I want to kind of put into perspective your first job out of college. That's really what I've been focusing on in this in this quarter as we get ready for the spring college graduation. I also want to talk about getting your foot in the door. Or I had a, a foreign student once um, who said that he just wanted to get his leg in the room. So either one, I want to talk about that. So I want you to think of, this is an analogy I've used many times, think of your career as a dartboard. And your goal right out of college, bachelor's degree, little to no experience, is to just get on the dartboard, probably on an outer ring. You're not trying to get in the middle um, because, number one, you don't know enough about yourself to know what the center of your dartboard is. You might have some idea, but not really. And number two, you don't have the requisite experience, maybe additional education or credentials to get there. If you could achieve your dream job at 22 with no experience, then you're not aiming high enough by, by a long shot. So really, we're just trying to get on that dartboard. Um, so what does that mean? It means you haven't, you know, the, the dart hasn't sailed through the, the door into the next room. It hasn't landed on the wall. So we're on the dartboard. If we think about this dartboard as being the universe of jobs that would be a good fit for you, um, a reasonable fit for you, obviously the closer they get to the bullseye, the better fit that they are. We just want to get you on the dartboard. Now, I hope that that information takes a tremendous pressure off of you to feel like you have to get it right. When I was in college career services, there was this sense, and I worked with a lot of high-achieving college students with very high, um, the, the, the admission standards for the university were very high, and these were really smart kids, which is what I like to work with. And they put a lot of pressure on themselves because they thought that at age 22, they were making a decision about the next 40 some odd years of their life. And the fact is, that's not true at all. You're, you know, you're 
you're not expected to get it 100% right when you're 22 years old with a bachelor's degree. Um, you're not going to know what the center of your dartboard is. I just think that in my experience, most people intuitively land on their dartboard. They don't land in the center. Again, that's not realistic, but they do land on there. Um, assuming that they're listening to their own heart and they're listening to their own mind and not being influenced by others. So, so then your job is at age 22, want to get you on the dartboard. And then after a few years, I want you to break up with that job and start dating another job. Um, I, <laughs> I often kind of liken this to, you know, the world of dating with a bachelor's degree. I never want you to get married to anything, date it. You know, you're going to change jobs 10 to 12 times in your career. You're going to change careers, have distinctly different careers somewhere between four and six times in your in your life. So, you know, don't don't marry it. it with a bachelor's degree, just date it, break up, date another one. Now, if you get a master's degree, it's kind of like getting engaged, but of course you can break off engagements at all times. You're still not married. And guess what the PhD is? You're right. Put a ring on it. So now that I've set the stage with this dartboard thing, let's talk about some strategies for getting your foot in the door. So the framework of this is that we're not trying to get this 100% right. We want to find a job that you can learn from, grow from, learn more about yourself, learn more about the world of work, and in two levels. I want you to learn more about careers and occupations and what it takes to do different jobs, but also what's it like to work? What's it like to be in an office day in and day out or wherever you're work environment is? What's it like to be in a laboratory? What's it like to be in a, um, you know, in a computer lab? Those kinds of things. Um, so, so let's talk about some strategies for getting your foot in the door for that first position. So one idea is temp agencies. So temp agencies often will do both temp work, which is just, it's always going to be a temp job. And then there's temp to perm. And what temp to perm means is that you're starting out as a temporary worker and you're being paid for by, let's just say manpower, which is a big temporary agency. You're being paid for by manpower. It's usually at a lesser rate than you would get if you were working full-time for the company, but you're only starting out that way. And the contract, maybe manpower has a six-month contract or a 90-day contract, whatever it is. And at the end of that time, the company then, the, the hiring company, gets the decision on whether to keep you as a full-time employee and move you over into their system with their benefits and all of, of you know their pay structure and all of that. From the company's perspective, temp to perm is a really safe way to go about it because they get to try people on for size. They get to kind of have the experience of working with that person before they've committed to them. The downside of it from the company's perspective is that it, it usually, if someone is in very, if it's in a very high demand field, they don't need to go that route. So they're, you know, it, it tends to be lesser competitive jobs because the more competitive ones they're, they're trying to snatch them up and make as attractive of an initial offer as possible to get those people in the door. But depending on the field you're in, depending on the job that you want, a temp to perm situation or even just a temporary situation because even if there's if it's not set up as temp to perm, you're still getting face time with that department and with that decision maker. And people can make place for someone who is a really great performer. They can find a role. So even if that wasn't the initial intention 
of the contract with manpower, it can still turn into a full-time job. So that's number one. Number two, you could look at part-time or temporary ass assignments with an organization that you really want to work for. So you're not going through a temp agency with this, but they are hiring you as a temporary worker or a part-time worker. So maybe it's a seasonal job, so they've got a big project, and you can play a really important role in that. Absolutely, companies use those kinds of things to not only meet that immediate need, that immediate seasonal need or project need or whatever it is, but they're also looking at who's the cream of the crop that we can kind of pick from for ongoing positions with the company. So just know that those part-time and temporary jobs that you see posted with employers can be a really um, fertile ground for, for full-time jobs. Number three, you can volunteer to work for free. And this is a strategy that I have recommended with folks in certain situations. You have to really look at what, what is your job title you know, that you're aspiring to, what are the companies that you want to work for. This does not work with companies for which there are you know, issues like security clearances or really security of any kind. So whether it's um, cyber security or there's information security, maybe they're in a counseling environment uh, or a teaching environment where there's, you know, there's restriction to records and healthcare, there might be a problem in some areas of the healthcare environment. But is it possible that you could say, hey, I really want to work here and I know that I have what you're looking for, so here's what I propose or what could I do? You, maybe you have an idea, but maybe you need to ask them, what can I do for you on a just, you know, free basis to show you what I'm made of. And, and maybe they say, well, hey, we've got this project. You know, maybe you're in, you're in graphic arts or something. Do this for, here's what we're looking at. You do this, let's see how you work on this project and we'll, we'll talk further. Number four, it may also be a postgraduate internship. So you've already graduated from school. You're not getting credit for the internship. It's not an academic internship. And it may or may not be paid but essentially you're setting something up or maybe the company has something set up as an internship. It's really kind of another flavor of a part-time or temporary assignment. Number five, contract work. So you might be in a role, so if we kind of go back to graphic art or marketing or um, maybe you have website skills, those kinds of things lend themselves very well to contract work. So try me out, put me on a contract for 90 days or six months or whatever. You're not going to be getting benefits during that time. You're not going to be accruing seniority with the company or getting, you know, vacation or any of those kinds of things. In most cases, I have had clients who have done contract work and gotten those things, but probably that's not going to happen, but you're getting your foot in the door. And, you know, it's, I can't state enough it's not only about them seeing you and them trying you on for size, it's you trying the company on for size. How does this company fit for you? And how does this department fit for you? How does this role fit for you? So great to get to do that on a part-time basis and then, you know, sort of um, say, okay, this didn't work out. I'm going to walk away and go somewhere else. But now you've got this experience under your belt that's going to look great on your resume. It's going to be great to talk about in an internship. And you didn't commit to something that wasn't a good fit for you. And then number six, 
take a less than desirable, usually it's a, a more uh, entry-level position with a company that you really want to work for. So you, you know, and you can in many cases be upfront with saying, hey, I really want that marketing coordinator position, but I'm willing to take this receptionist position or this um, whatever this lower level position is. I want to be in the sales department, but I'll take an inside sales assistant job so that I can prove myself to you. Um, when you do those kinds of things, if you have the opportunity to be overt about what you really want and what you're really hoping will happen, I like to kind of negotiate out, you know, when will we talk about this? When can we have a conversation? Is it after 90 days, after six months, about me moving into the position I really want and kind of see if that's an option. You know, you, you, you want some hope if you take a less than desirable position that you won't stay in that position for very long. All right, so those are my kind of get your foot in the door, or get your leg in the room strategies. Temp agencies, part-time work with the company, volunteer to work for free, do a postgraduate internship, agree to a contract arrangement where you're working on a, you know, like a 90-day contract or a six-month contract, and then take a less than desirable position with the company. I also want to talk about bridge strategies. So a bridge job is one that pays the bills. It's not intended to be your ideal job. It may not even be on your dartboard. And typically, it is a it is serving a purpose, and typically that purpose is to pay the bills. And the, the reason it's called a bridge job is that it bridges you from kind of where you're at right now, which is maybe unemployed or you're in an untenable situation or you must move to a new geographic location. It gets you out of that situation and closer to, it's a bridge to your more desirable location. Um, I, I really think it's important to think of it as a bridge job and to approach it as a bridge job so that you give yourself permission and see it as the means to an end that it is, right? So I don't want you beating yourself up because you've taken a bridge job. I think that if you have a strategy around this and a goal as to why you're doing it, then it makes sense, you know, because here's the deal. When you're still in your 20s, you know, usually mom and dad, maybe older siblings are kind of breathing down your neck and everybody's comparing you to them. And if you go take a waitressing job, you know, I think as long as you have a strategy in place, they will get that. But if they think that's all you're doing and forever, they might not. So I want to give a couple of examples from clients that I have on how this bridge thing played out. So one of my clients that I worked with last year, late last year, um, was kind of about 25, been out of school about three years, um, and she kind of found herself out of work longer than she expected. So she actually reached out to me while she was still employed. She wasn't happy because her previous boss had left, and the new boss was, um, she had been a protege of the previous boss, and it was well known. And the new boss was, I think, threatened by that. And it was not a good environment. And so she, we started working together. And then shortly after that, she was terminated. And she found herself in that termination longer than she had expected. And we worked on a real active job search strategy. She was aggressively pursuing companies that she wanted to work for. This was in the New York City area. And at the same time, she was reached out to, I think she stayed in networking contact with her previous boss. Again, they were very close. And the boss was in a new 
agency. It was the same kind of agency that she'd left. And that wasn't the kind of work that she, that, that my client wanted to stay in, but she was able to do temporary work for her old boss in the new company. And the old boss was fantastic. She was like, you know, you work however many hours you want. I'll, this is available to you for as long as you want it. No worries. And it really allowed her to pay the bills, which as you can imagine, living in New York City, they're exp it's expensive to live there. And she was real concerned about that. But it also, um, there was no... Um, subterfuge about the fact that this wasn't her full-time job and so she was free to openly search for other positions she was able to work her schedule such that she had the time the daytime hours to do the active job search strategies and it was really a perfect thing now they did eventually offer her a full-time job but it, it just she knew it wasn't what she wanted and, and I'm so proud of her because she really stuck to her guns and it was, you know, a good offer, and it's especially a good offer when you're unemployed or just working a part-time job. But she stuck to her guns, and she, a few, oh, I guess it's been about a month ago, got a really fantastic job in New York City that is just ideal for her, and she was so excited. And also, she was very... Um, very aware of the fact that everything happened exactly the way it was supposed to that you know the fact that she didn't get uh, the job as soon as she had wanted to it was all part of this plan that it led her to this company that she didn't even know about early on in her job search it was a, it's a startup and she was so excited that she got the job another situation that's happened with one of my clients is one I'm actually working with right now and he's been working since um, oh gosh the end of last year to move from New York City to the Orlando area and it's taking a lot longer than he had hoped um, because he had a full-time job up until very recently. He had a full-time job in New York City, and he has a three-hour daily commute. So it was killing him to try to get in any kind of active job search. And, and so he was in a very untenable situation and ended up getting notice a few weeks ago. And so he and I have talked about the concept of a bridge job might be just the thing for him. He's got relatives in the Orlando area. He can move down to Orlando, stay with them for a finite period of time, and take a job to pay the bills, and then have that money coming in so that he can look for a full-time position. He's kind of at the point right now where he's trying to decide if he wants to do that or if he wants to um, just go down there, suck it up, get an apartment, and look for that full-time position. Um, but, but it is an option for him to kind of seek a bridge job. So here, I wanted to kind of give you what I see as the optimal criteria for a bridge job. So these are kind of some things that make something a bridge job. They don't all have to be present. They're probably not going to be all present, but they, I think, help you to kind of narrow your focus when you're thinking about what is she talking about? What is a bridge job? So the number one criteria is you want something that pays relatively well especially because you'll probably be working at less than 40 hours a week. So I always think of things like waiting tables in an upscale restaurant during dinner time. Dinner time is going to be not when you're typically job searching, and it tends to bring in more money than the lunchtime rush. So if you have experience in that area or are just kind of good at that kind of work, that can be a great thing. Number two, um, I want you to think about a bridge job as being one that will give you the hours that allow you to conduct a bona fide job search. Free daytime hours for networking. You know, you can do the online thing at 10 o'clock at night or on Saturdays, whatever. Um, but again, something like waiting tables in the evening, um, 
you know, my daughter is working as a bartender, um, and it's, you know, night, she gets made, paid really well for what she does, and she works on the weekends, um, at night, I think she works one or two day shifts, but mainly she works at night, so she can conduct a, a bona fide job search in the daytime. So number three, it'd be great if your bridge job gave you some kind of career benefits. So we'll, and, and Think about this with a very broad brushstroke. Will you strengthen your customer service skills? So if we think about waiting tables, bartending, those customer service kind of jobs, maybe working in retail, um, will you learn how to work in a fast-paced environment? So those examples I gave are a good example of how you might improve that ability. Um, will you learn how to manage cash, you know, uh, handle money transactions? Um, so ideally there's some other carrot to this bridge job other than just the paycheck. There is some learning or maybe some connections that will, you will get from this bridge job. Number four, um, will it parlay some skills that you've already developed in part-time work? So can you look to the part-time jobs you had in high school and maybe college, the internship that you had and think, okay, what did I do there you know, fast food, I worked in an office, I worked in retail, how can you parlay that skill that you have or those experiences that you have to make you more marketable? And then you can kind of build on those skills in a bridge job. And then number five, does the company have potential for future, you know, full-time career-related opportunities? So are you looking at this bridge job as kind of also that foot in the door so, um, as I said earlier, it may be okay to let them know I'm taking this bridge job, I'm taking this lesser job because I really want to be in this role and, you know, hey, what, what are the chances of that happening and, and when could I expect that to happen and what will the measures of success be? So how can I be sure that I will be seriously considered for that job? What are the criteria that I'll be measured by? So again, those criteria for a bridge job pays pretty well so that you can work part-time. The hours allow you to conduct a bona fide job search during the day with that active job search, the networking that I want you to do. There's some career benefits, so it, it may not be directly related to, you know, I want to do marketing or I want to be in the communications department or I want to be in the accounting department, but it does give you some career-related benefit. Number four, you, it parlays the skills that you've already developed in other part-time jobs and kind of helps you to build on those. And then number five, it, it gives you a foot in the door to a company that you'd really like to work with on a full-time basis. So I hope that that kind of helps you to understand the concept of both bridge jobs, getting your foot in the door. And, and what I will finally say about that is it's a very personal decision as to when you start thinking bridge job strategy or foot in the door strategy, right? So some people are set up financially, maybe they're living at home, mom and dad are taking care of things, their, things, their bills are pretty minimal, and they're in a situation where they can look much longer for their dream first job. It's not going to be a dream job overall, but for a first job, pretty great job. Other people are in a situation where, you know, they really got to be employed pretty quickly or things are going to get pretty desperate. So you have to make that decision, and, and it typically is a financial decision, first and foremost, of when you might go to this bridge job, foot-in-the-door job strategy. 
Um, but I do encourage you to, uh, I don't want you to assume that you're going to need to go to this strategy and go to it too soon, but I also don't want you to wait until you're already in dire straits, because even with a bridge job, a foot-in-the-door job, there is still a, a lag time in finding the job, applying to the job, interviewing for the job, and getting the job, and then actually starting the job. So I don't want you to be on your last penny when you start this process. So I hope that helps. As always, I want to be your job search coach. So write me a question in the question box. Please rate and review and subscribe to this podcast. And you can always email me at lisa, L-E-S-A, at exclusivecareercoaching.com. And hey, I'll be doing some webinars for free starting in the fall. So I want you to sign up for the freebie on my website, and that will get you hooked up so that I can let you know about those upcoming podcast or those upcoming webinars. So I hope this helps, and I hope you have a great week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.